This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 374. Scott Sandland on Hypnotic Legacies. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Hey, you know what? I've been thinking about this, and I've been meaning to say this to you. I really think we should hang out. How does Las Vegas sound? July? Cool. Awesome. See you there. Hey, it's Jason Lynette, and this week on the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, we have Scott Sandlin on the program once again. And what you're about to listen to is a conversation that we captured, first of all, as a Facebook Live event inside of the public Work Smart Hypnosis community, and now making it available to all of you because we cover a wide range of topics such as the journey of going from student to professional in the industry, then from professional in the industry working with clients, then to that of someone who can begin to guide others, whether it's simply sharing good advice, helping someone to troubleshoot what to do with a specific client, or even moving into training, and then even becoming a leader in the industry. And you're going to hear a little bit more of a behind-the-scenes conversation, and I'd really comfortably say this, even if teaching, even if stepping into some sort of leadership role in this industry may not necessarily be your goals, look at the fact that the journey of going from, again, curious student to then someone who is moving closer and closer to mastery of their skills, that's really what's at the core of this conversation. Plus some wonderful anecdotes of the people who you and I would consider to be the godfathers of hypnosis making fun of each other in a hotel room. And no, I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about those people who came way before us who your books of theirs are now sitting on shelves, uh, becoming even more valuable as collector's items. And uh, guess what? They were all friends, and they all playfully made fun and teased each other as well. Hey, we care, and we help people. Uh, This episode is also giving you an update on the fact that this is the 10-year anniversary of the HypnoThoughts Live Convention. It began 10 years ago in June, and I'm not going to say the date to pretend I can do the math offhand, but hey, 2022 is officially the 10th year of the convention. What would that make it? Like 2013 was the first one? I wasn't at the first one. I had a scheduling conflict. I had a note, but I've been there ever since years two through now, 10 coming up very soon. And I would comfortably tell you it's not too late to reserve your spot. So first of all, I'm going to give you two websites to check out. First of all, there is htlive.net. And that's where you can go and you can find all the detail of the upcoming convention from all the incredible speakers and presentations that will be there during the Friday, Saturday, Sunday of the event, last weekend in in July. That's when it is. Uh, Find all those details over at htlive.net. And then the cool thing about this conference is, and can I go off on a quick anecdote here? It would be that, you know, I now live in Orlando, Florida. And this convention happens in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, here's the part that kind of annoyed me, uh, which is, and this is going to be a positive for all of you. Just stick with me for a moment here. Uh, I used to do events in my own office when I had a brick and mortar office uh, that was in Springfield, Virginia. And then when we would do bigger events, such as a guest training, 
you know, that's when we would make use of a Holiday Inn Express up the road that was very affordable, had great rates for all of the students. And I mean, we've housed people there, whether it's Stephanie Skiba or uh, we did events with David Snyder, did events with Richard Nongard and brought in James Hazelrig. So we made use of that quite a bit. Here's the thing that annoyed me, though. I could do an event in Las Vegas cheaper than I could do it in my own office. Because respectfully, Vegas does not need your money from hotel rooms. Which is kind of my way of getting at the point that if you're there on a weeknight, uh, the wonderful uh, team of Scott Sandland and Stephanie Skiba have negotiated. Now, I'm saying this at the time of recording. If you wait to the last minute, this might not be there. Uh, but typically, the hotel room for the weeknight stays is like only $50. And then the weekend stays is usually around 100 And I mean, the value that they provide, plus the fact that at the convention, your lunches are included, uh, plus, you know, it's about damn time we had a bowling tournament at a hypnosis conference. Plus also, I mentioned the hotel room days because there are an incredible array of extra workshops that you can do before the convention or even after the convention. And this is part of why I am where I am right now, that whenever I would travel for a convention, I would extend my stay because, hey, you're already traveling, you're already booking a hotel, might as well extend the trip and check out some of the workshops that happen before or after the event. Your convention registration over at htlive.net, that covers everything in the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. However, there's also an incredible lineup of presenters before the conference, after the conference, which is why you should also go over to worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash Vegas 2022. So worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash Vegas 2020. Don't put any spaces in there because you don't put spaces in website addresses. Because before the convention, if you're brand new to hypnosis, or even if you are ready to sharpen your techniques to get more consistent, positive outcomes with your clients, that's where Richard Nongard and I are teaming up for an accelerated four-day ICBCH hypnosis certification event. So if you're brand new to hypnosis, this is the number one best way to kick off your HypnoThoughts Live experience. Learn the skills and the strategies of professional hypnosis to help your clients, and then be exposed to the incredible community and even more learning during the HypnoThoughts Live conference. And again, the link for this I'll put over on that page at worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash Vegas 2022. So before the convention, it's a four-day event, myself and Richard Nongard, blending together his approach of contextual hypnotherapy, evidence-based hypnotic techniques, as well as my conversational influence and hypnotic phenomenon-based approach. For those seeking certification, your participation and uh, practice during the event qualifies you for certification with the ICBCH. And then also, over at that Vegas 22 page, after the convention, I'm doing a one-day business training. Content is king. Your six-figure hypnosis business game plan or blueprint. We kind of use these words interchangeably. It's called content is king. But this is what I'm doing. <laughs> Stick with me here. This is what I'm doing after the conference. And here's the big promise. And this is something I am going to deliver to you. And you're going to love this. 
so often the journey of acquiring clients is something that people admittedly overcomplicate or others would make seem even more complicated for the means of selling you things that even they haven't tested themselves. I'm one of the few people that you can actually draw a straight line from what I teach to exactly what I'm doing right now. And the reality is in the 21st century, you are a content creator first that happens to provide a product or a service, which means the dialogue, whether in person or by way of passive strategies, begins with content. This is where the general public begins to know, like, and trust you. And not until they know, like, and trust you will they buy from you. Now, unlike others, I'm not going to do this from that 30,000-foot view and just say, make videos, write articles. No, because the strategy that you make use of, the platform of it, really doesn't matter. It's the strategy of the content. So in one day's effort, you are going to learn the influential content buckets that are necessary to fill on a regular basis to have a consistent flow of people reaching out to you and ready to pay the full value of your service to make use of what you're going to share with them and ultimately succeed and become part of this wonderful dynamic of people speaking about how wonderful hypnosis is. And I know that sounds like a big promise in one day, but here's how we're going to do it. The fact is, the core influential principles never change. It's the platforms, whether it's you want to do video, whether it's you want to do audio, whether it's you want to do a podcast, or whether you want to have a blog or post on social media, or whether you want to, check this out, post on the social media platforms that don't yet exist yet, because all of the stuff we currently use is probably going to re be replaced by other stuff in like 10 to 15 years time. It's just the technical cycle. So I'm one of the few people who can't just tell you what worked to grow your business, not what's currently working to grow your business, but also what will work for many years to come. If you're stuck in the overwhelm and frustration of trying to bring new clients into your world, this one-day event is going to be your solution to make this ridiculously easy and have people ready to pay the full value of your services. We put both of those events, the ICBCH Pre as well as the Content is King Pro uh, post-conference event, that's over at worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash Vegas 2022. Now, at this point, I'm going to give you two options. Option one is continue listening to this podcast. Option two is, uh, hey, Scott and I did this as a video live stream, which means feel free to head over to worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 374, and that's where you can now jump in and listen and actually watch the conversation that we had, or continue listening, whatever is best for you. So with that, let's dive directly in. Here we go, session number 374, Scott Sandland on Hypnotic Legacies. All right, welcome everybody. It's Jason Lynette. We are live streaming this right now to the Work Smart Hypnosis community on Facebook, which if you're not yet a member, head over to the show notes of this episode. That's where you can see exactly how to join. Though, hey, it's not just me here. I'm joined by Scott Sandlin. And Scott, for those that uh, perhaps have been practicing hypnosis inside of a cave uh, and are not yet familiar with your story, uh, you've been on several times here over the years. Could you introduce us yourself? Tell us a bit of your story. Sure. So I've been a hypnotherapist since 1998. Uh, my dog is asleep because he's sick of this story. Um, I was the hypnotist who was on the drug rehab centers, uh, clinical teams, uh, inside a dental office, inside a doctor's office, had a private practice, 
and had a clinic where about a dozen hypnotists were working for me. And then I got to bring those people and train those people and bring them in and work with the USC and UCLA schools of dentistry. Uh, my big thing is uh, clinical teams and bringing in hypnotists to be part of larger teams. And then I built a thing called hypnothoughts.com, which for many years was the number one hypnosis website on the planet and the largest free resource in the history of hypnosis. And then I turned that into a conference called hypnothoughts.com or hypnothoughts live, uh, which is now, you might've heard of it. It's the, it's the biggest hypnosis conference in the world. And it's uh, this summer in Las Vegas is our 10 year anniversary. Nice, nice. And let's do like a quick recap of the other episodes rather than link to them, which we will, of course. Uh, yet there is an interesting story as to this sort of reach out for community and the story as to briefly why the hypnothoughts.com website first came to be. I mean, part of it was just me looking for mentorship. And uh, it was at the time when all we had was Yahoo groups and they were just showing their age and they didn't have anything like being able to embed videos. Uh, and this was pre-Facebook. Like when we built hypnothoughts.com, our tagline was the MySpace of hypnosis. And it was, I mean, that really dates us. And no one called me Mark Zuckerberg. They all called me Tom. They were like, oh, you're the Tom of this. And I was like, yeah, I'm the Tom of this. <laughs> um, but the idea was creating an opportunity that was a level playing field where it wasn't owned by somebody who was trying to turn that into like uh, a funnel for them to make them money, which is not a bad thing. It's just, I wanted to build a thing where we said, let's give everybody a fresh start. Cause I was a nobody. Like, I didn't have a mailing list. I didn't have a reputation. I didn't have anything. I just said, let's build a place where everyone's treated equal. Everyone can come play and it'll be a meritocracy. And a bunch of really cool thought leaders uh, joined and supported it. And then a bunch of new thought leaders uh, were created through those conversations. Yeah. And I think what's really cool inside of that, and this is something to really highlight here, is that rather than waiting for the opportunities to arise, rather than hoping that you know someone would do that reach out, it's where you didn't see the community at the time, so you made the opportunity appear, which you and I have an interesting connection on as to, I'm on hypnothoughts.com probably about 12, 13 years ago, and it's, I'm asking questions. And whenever I'd ask a question, this guy up in New York by the name of Michael Elner would respond, yeah. And in my head, I'm building up this personality of this person who I have to meet. And then, of course, he pops up one day on HypnoThoughts going, my room got canceled. Who can I, which he never booked one. <laughs> my room got canceled. Who can I sublet from? And we ended up rooming together a couple of years at one of the conventions. Right. And it's that sort of discovery of this community where so many of the top professionals are that people are those people who continuously give back to the industry. Yeah. So I'd kind of yeah. ask you, and we'll come around to talking about the conference, but I kind of wanted to bring you on today to talk about legacy as well as the growth of ourself in this industry as well as the growth of the future of the industry. And let's say it politely, in that time, we've seen people kind of come and go, people yeah. fade away. What would you kind of say are those important factors that create that lasting value of not just staying relevant in our own businesses, seeing clients, but also staying relevant inside of a community? It's, it's an interesting thing that I've actually talked a lot about. 
uh, or thought a lot about and had like side conversations about and asked people about. Um, there are hypnotists that were hugely important that maybe two of you will know the names of, but like Saul Lewis was a legend in our profession and no one will know his name. Is this and, where we make sure I tell this thing that before we went live, I was, you were telling me, it's like, can we make sure people know I'm a hypnotist? <laughs> yeah, that was important. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I stayed up late. I, my big thing was I was going to all the conferences and I, because I was West Coast time and young, I could stay up late and drink. And uh, so I would get to stay up late with like Carm and Michael Elner and like all these like just legends, Roy Hunter, all, all these awesome people, Jerry Kine. And, and they were just nice to me because I was just an eager kid. And all of them loved the idea, to your point, of giving back. Uh, and so I got all of these stories and I, I got to see the people who we still know their names, like Jerry Kine and, and Michael Elner. And I, and I know the people they revered are people like Saul Lewis. And we go from one generation removed, we don't know their names. Uh, and I think that's a really interesting thing in our industry that it really is a one generation removed sort of legacy is is the lifespan of a person's uh, story with very few exceptions. You're looking at like Mesmer and uh, uh, who else? Like, who do we know from 75 years ago who was a hypnotist doing great work? We have to go back to Father Hell because with a name like that. Sure. Yeah. And you get, uh, <laughs> you get, um, oh, what's it? What? Uh, Pat Collins. Mm -hmm. uh, but like it's it goes away real fast. And so when you think about what your legacy in the industry is, it really uh, the IMDHA, Robert Otto's uh, been since he took over. He's been great. He's always been a supporter of mine, uh, which I have always appreciated. They have an award called the Pebble in the Pond Award, and it's about the ripple effects of what you create in the industry. And and the older I get. Uh, the more I appreciate that as the right name, because I think our legacy is very much the professionals who we inspire is, is much more our legacy than anything else. So then what would you say, you know, having kind of seen this cycle over time, and it's not just for the sake of speaking to our community, or let's even say something I've heard you speak towards as well around, it's not just about, you know, who's got the biggest room of people in the space. It's not just about who's selling the most numbers of their products, their books, and that. Um, something that I've heard you speak about over the years that I've always appreciated, uh, which you and I have a running gag on about uh, becoming internet rich. Of, yes. I'd like to buy my new house. Here are my Facebook likes. What does that equate 100, to? 100,000 <laughs> views this week, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, what's that? I said like 100,000 views this week. What's that oh. worth? Well then, yeah. I should reorganize for those watching the video of this. We should put you on the left then, because you've got more than. But I don't know how to do um, that in real time. So we'll, we'll, that idea of which is great for the people rich. listening to this, by the way. People hate. Yeah, uh, it's so unlikable. Um, no, this idea of popularity being a merit. Um, there are really great hypnotists who don't fill rooms who change more hearts and minds and inspire more uh, session work. And one of the things that I've all, I, I think is really important is it's very conceivable that the greatest hypnotist in the world is completely unknown and uh, is just seeing clients privately. And they've decided that the highest, best use of their time and their legacy is not teaching or training. 
no one notices any of that happening, right? That's all. No, no, not point. at all. No, not no one saw that. figure uh, with the puppy, was, but no. Yeah. That was quite elegant, actually. It was very nice, yeah. It was really nice. Yeah. It never goes that well. Um, but that idea of uh, the best hypnotists not being the ones filling rooms, the best hypnotists are the ones maybe, uh, arguably, just seeing clients one-on-one, -on -one, just changing lives and helping families one hour at a time, that might be the person with the best legacy. That might be the person whose community and the people, you know, in a hundred mile radius, that person might have the biggest legacy of all of us. You don't know. Well, that, that's one of those things that as we look at an event like HypnoThoughts that yes, here's the usual suspects that'll be presenting there. Here's the names that we would recognize, but this intention to also bring in a new audience of speakers, which let me make your life easier real quick. The convention is already set. This is not the time at the release of right. this. <laughs> Those of you listening, Scott is very knowingly smiling right now of, you know, this year for 2022 is set yet. Stay tuned for uh, speaker applications for 2023. Yet looking for that opportunity of not just filling a calendar with the names that'll fill the rooms, but looking at who are those people who are that next wave? I mean, is, is there a story that comes to mind of someone either you've recognized or someone that you've seen their growth over time of yeah. here's where they started, but now here's the impact that they're creating? There's a handful. Uh, I mean, David Snyder and I came up in the industry together. So, you know, his, his position in the industry, David and I saw coming and, and, and we sort of grew together. Um, but yeah, we, we do like 20% of our presenters every year should be first timers. Um, so we've we've been really lucky to be able to find people relatively early. So we found Ken Guzzo, uh, we found Kaz Riley. I'm gonna take half credit uh, for finding Martin Peterson. Um, and because Martin and I have been in the, in the game about the same amount of time, and when I met him, he was giving a pretty big presentation at uh, Shelley Stockwell's conference, the IHF, so I can't say he was, and Ken was also there. The three of us met the same day. Um, so I can't take credit for like discovering them, but I, what I saw in both of them, I was like, that's an untapped resource. That's real talent. Um, and helping, helping push them in front of a larger audience. Kaz Riley, same thing. You know, she was already doing great work. Uh, Stephanie Conkle is another example of that. Uh, there's a, a ton of people that, it's been really fun to watch them go from they got the goods. Uh, see, Stephanie Conkle. Yeah, yeah, she's here. <laughs> she's here. Oh, I'm glad I, I'm glad I said something nice, Stephanie. Uh, I, let's just make it just about you, Stephanie. Um, we've known each other forever. And like, I remember being like, this chick's got the goods. This chick's real. Um, let's let's get her in a position to make sure other people know that. And let's not let Stephanie be like a best kept secret. And when that's really been the philosophy of hypnothoughts.com uh, and live is the skill represents skill, game represents game. And we recognize that in each other and we honor that in each other and we seek it out. So uh, yeah, just having these wonderful people, Ken, Martin, uh, Kaz, Stephanie, and they're all friends because they respect each other so much. Well, that's that quote that I heard um, Michael Elner say at one point, which apparently was actually yours, about uh, learn from people who disagree with each other. That was me. Yeah. That, uh, Elner was my uh, 
we referred to him as my tour mentor for many years. And that guy uh, was the best. And, and a lot of us have these amazing Elner stories. Um, one of the highlights of my career uh, was uh, co-teaching a class with him on uh, medical hypnosis. And the cool thing about the class was we, we just brought in people like that we had never met, never talked to, never heard of who had medical issues. And they would come in and we would, you know, we'd take care of all the, the liability stuff in advance, but they would come in and we would just do sessions in front of 40 or 50 people live. And they would just, we just get to watch Elner work up close with a person who didn't know what to expect from Elner and how he could earn the right and earn the room was just really special. Is that, I'm checking right now as we're having this conversation, does Roger Moore still sell that? Or is that still available? Yeah, I think yeah. he does. Yeah, we Roger, will, Roger's got the DVD set and I think he sells it. Yeah, we will definitely track that down. And this is going out to a live audience. It's going to be a podcast episode in a couple of weeks. By the time this drops as an episode, we'll make sure that link is front and center because that is an outstanding, outstanding series. So then for those that are new to HypnoThoughts, the convention, Yep. Can you kind of walk us through that? The convention is a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but kind of walk us through what happens from like really as early as the Monday before all the way till yeah. the end. Yeah, it's become a huge thing uh, where it started off as just three days. Uh, and that's the Friday, Saturday, Sunday conference. And we'll start there. All the classes are included. So if you want to take a one hour class, a two hour class, a four hour class, whatever it is, just walk in. If there's a chair, you can sit there. Uh, the, you don't need to spend an extra 10 or 20 or 40 or $60 to get that additional training. We want you to just walk in and get the value. Um, and if you don't like a class, okay, well, there's so much content. We have 178 presenters this year, uh, not counting the panels. Uh, so we have a ton of variety of thought. So if you didn't like one hour, okay, well, there's all those other hours. And we have about 13 rooms going at all times for three days. So 13 rooms of choices for a full day, nine to six. Um, and in the middle of that, we feed you lunch and it's free um, or it's included in your registration, but it's free. And that way you just get to sit down with these people who you just took a class with and you get to meet them and create relationships and camaraderie and ask interesting follow-up questions. Um, and, and we've built in a bowling tournament just because we think that's a great networking opportunity. Um, it's, uh, you know, we have a pajama party, although this year we're going to make it an 80s party. I decided for our 10 year anniversary, everything should be 80s themed because in my head, the 80s was 10 years ago. Yeah, well, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's the 90s. What are, you're fun. a year and a half older than I am, I think. And yeah, that was yeah. that was last week. Yeah, it was it was early, you know. Um, yeah, we're still we're still doing it. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, I got a CD um, yeah. recently, and I couldn't figure out how to play it. But I'll I'll let you keep going. You do. My, yeah. my dad was just in a car accident. He's totally fine, but his trunk uh, was crunched, and it opened. And there were a couple cassette tapes in the in the trunk, and they were mine, and they were of Pat Collins. Um, and he goes, he goes, why do I have? cassette tapes from Pat Collins in my trunk. And I was I'm like, just wow. realizing I traded in the car I used to have. Uh, probably it was like July. No, it was August 2019 that I got the car I got I have now. And it's only recently that I realized that the one CD I had in that car, James Hazelrig, put out a CD with the him telling story. stories. 
Trump and like, that's the one place I still had a CD player. By the way, welcome back to Talking Technology, old time. With yeah. Scott and Jason. And um, no, I accidentally sold the car with James's CD in there. Well, that's um, a pay it forward moment. Don't, it, don't it is. It and somewhere, it somewhere, is. someone's now in that very uh, broken down Scion XB going, yes. This someone, is, yeah, this someone is got what an I old Scion. We were, uh, we were on a very important track a moment ago. So lunch. <laughs> Lunch. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a conference called HypnoThoughts. Um, just a full stream of consciousness is all Jason and I ever do. Pretty much. Um, yeah. We have a bowling tournament. We have a pajama party. We create networking events so everyone can become friends because the relationships and friendships I developed early in my career uh, transformed my career, absolutely changed my life forever. That Alan Barsky and Dan Cleary and Michael Elner and, and all these guys that like, were real. Uh, Peter Blum, uh, like, encouraged me and grabbed me. And like, and so we want to recreate opportunities for that to happen. And then on the shoulders of that conference on either side, you know, we have four days pre and four days post where you can take uh, deep dive classes, you know, multi day long class. It's a workshop uh, where you can take, you can take a class like, I don't know if he's doing it this year off the top of my head. Sean Michael Andrews just started his, uh, uh, rapid induction class in Germany today. Um, and so I just saw it as top of mind. Uh, and so you're like, oh, I could just go learn that there. Uh, or you can just find a class that you want to take. You want to learn how to do stop smoking. You go take Ken's class and you do a couple days of learning how Ken does it. Um, and so we have like the, quality events, like an ICBCH certification prior to the class with uh, Richard Nongard and some other guy. Never heard of them. Uh, they're uh, yeah. 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 Not Richard. Richard who? Nygaard? <laughs> I didn't hear you. Cough, cough. VegasHypnosisTraining.com. Cough, cough. Man, this these seasonal allergies. But sounds uh, like you got a bad case of the COVID. I'm working. Wow. Doesn't. We're not going there. <laughs> We're not going there. All right. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. So events both uh, before, during, after, basically. Yeah, and it's it's everything. Like if you're curious about hypnosis or you've been doing this forever. It really is, it's it's the conference that everyone looks forward to. Everyone gets so excited and it's weirdly like a year round conference just because there's always conversations going on because of it and about it. Well, that's that element of it, of how it's become, you know, I, I look at the group um, where there's the HypnoThoughts Live Facebook group, where there's a ton of interaction all throughout the year. And of course, naturally, it gets to a point around now where there's more momentum in the group in terms of, you know, like any other professional uh, industry gathering of talking about what the bowling teams are going to be. Um, right. We did win the uh, Lifetime Achievement in Costume Design, uh, but that's, that's, that's our story for that. Um, we're ready. We're ready for this year, by the way. Oh, I'm so excited to that's, hear that. Yeah, that, that's all we can say about that for now, though. <laughs> Last year's was special. Last well, I, I look at how, and this is something I used to say, you know, when my career was more focused on stage hypnosis, that the one thing that made it different would be that, you know, they would go, well, we're looking at maybe doing karaoke or having a band, or there's like right. this clean comedian who does stuff for schools. And it's like, well, here's what's different about the stage hypnosis. It's not just the event. It's all the expectation leading up to the event. Then right. it's the event itself. And then it's the stories that then continue for the year moving forward, yep. where now it starts to create this tradition, which, by the way, psychologically meant I was never selling the show for the first time. I was selling the tradition of the show, 
which inferred they'd had to book the first year and that worked really well until I went, I don't want to do this anymore and moved on to other things as we as we often do. Yet it's kind of that legacy that HypnoThoughts has created. So uh, give us the contrast. What's different in year 10 versus year one? Year one, we had no idea it was going to work. We had no idea people were going to come. We had no idea what we were doing. We genuinely built the conference. It, probably 60% of the drive to build the conference was a middle finger to some people that were being rude to me. And, and we just like genuinely like 60% of the whole thing happening was just a middle finger to some people who were being jerks. And then the other 40% was we had this website that, you know, we were getting, uh, consistently like 20,000 like visitors a day. And it would be like 5,000 unique, 10,000 unique a day. Like it was these huge numbers um, for starting with no mailing list. And we're like, okay, well, they all want to start meeting in person. They all want to start like shaking hands and putting a face to the name and like, you know, having a drink and like, like all those sort of natural like evolution of like a, like a date, right? Where you talk, you chat online and then you end up wanting to meet each other. And so we were doing that, but year one, we were like, okay, who actually needs a projector and who doesn't? Should we have screens? Should we not? Like, we didn't know any, it was very crazy. And we were in a full blown sprint for the full three days, like just running around, like plugging holes and like just trying to appease things in year one. And now in year 10, we genuinely look at the conference in uh, three to four year cycles. Like, I don't think about what we're doing this year. I think, what are we going to be doing over the next three to four years? And that really changes the way you, you plan things. And now there's all sorts of conferences that didn't exist when we started uh, because people can actually create regional conferences now. And that wasn't the case 10 years ago. It, it's a very different landscape. And so finding a reason to exist and a reason to differentiate yourself, because you don't want to say we're here to make money. Because, I mean, that's not a bad thing. And making money is great but you need a reason to exist. You need a why, you need an ethos, you need a story that uh, resonates with your audience. Because if you say, hey, we're here to educate people and get money in the process, you're gone because no one's gonna connect with that message and your conference won't make it three years. And so when we're thinking in three and four year cycles, we're really thinking about keeping it always tied back to our whys and, and pushing those to resonate with our audience. Well, I think that's where looking at this year, looking at how, you know, briefly, like everything else, had to pivot for a little while. There was uh, one year where there was sort of a split in person Hybrid, as well yeah. as online. Now it's back to fully in person. Uh, folks can, you know, order the recordings after the fact. I always buy those. I did a giveaway for those last year. Um, and she still hasn't listened to them, by the way. That when they get it for free. I know, right? <laughs> no, but I'd say it's that part of that ongoing legacy of how we continue to grow inside of what we do. It's that willingness to, you know, keep learning along the way and not always fall prey to this belief system that I've got it figured out now. I'm ready to go. You know, I go back to something I heard Rod Esslinger say a bunch of years ago that it was, you know, sitting in a workshop to remind myself I'm going to the twang. Do you hear that there? Yeah, you know, I go to these different workshops to be reminded of how much I haven't yet figured out 
right. and how sometimes it might be, you know, the deeper we get into our careers, you don't need every full training to be revolutionary, which you might be calling my shot here as I tell the story of how this one line from Tom Nicoli made me a better hypnotist. And of course, Tom likes to go, two days, and you got one sentence. What was your All sentence? Right. You've been waiting any sort of interactive change work. And you go for the interaction, and then they sit there quietly, and you're like, uh-oh. And I heard Tom one time, and I think it was just a riff go, in a demo he did and when we hosted him in Virginia. It was, uh, you know what? You've probably been waiting most of your life to have the last word on this issue. Might as well have that moment now, right? It's good luck. And then demo subject took off running. I'm like, dibs, using yeah. that. <laughs> Mine was Mark Cunningham saying, uh, I never waste a doorway. And when I heard that, it was a, it was a two-day, three-day training, something like that. might have even been more. Um, and he just said, anytime a client walks through a doorway, that is a threshold. And you use that to ratify change. Because once you go through that door, you are entering a new place, a new phase. There is this opportunity. And anytime a client goes through a door, it needs to be utilized. Like in, you know, in script, in process, there is a doorway. It shouldn't be wasted. And I heard that and I was like, oh, man how much more can I optimize my sessions? How much more value can I create? And like, that's one of those sentences where someone who's two, three years into hypnosis is right now saying, you gotta do rapid induction so you have more session time to make the change work. And if you're saying that, what I'm saying is you are underutilizing your session structure. Um, because because clearly I, the, I, the difference between four minutes of an induction versus 30 seconds, I mean, that three right. and a half minutes, that's that make or break. If you, if you're yeah. saying I need that three and a half minute Delta to optimize my sessions, it means you're not thinking about your sessions, right? Um, and there's like the sentence that Jason and I both just said, those sentences generate more change opportunity than a three and a half minute, uh, savings in a rapid induction. Now, rapids are cool because they have convincers built in and they might- yeah, I was gonna say, tell us more about Sean Michael Andrews' class now that you- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sean was yeah, my dude. first official hypnosis instructor too. Now I signed up with Sean this or? other guy who seemed to have disappeared and then Sean took over, but that's a- Yeah, there, there was another a, guy early in well, Sean's well, career. Yeah, that's a whole other story, but uh, um, Sean's, yeah. good. Sean's good. Sean's good. Uh, <laughs> it was like- We'll leave it there. No, but it was there. And, and again, what was it actually uh, about a decade later, he and I taught a class together. And my favorite moment of that event was I did a demo and he goes, that's really cool how you did. And he talked about the thing that I did, the way that I, this is a big thing that I do is a lot of hypnotic phenomenon. And yet the way that everything is an asset for change. So the creation of the phenomenon takes a metaphorical structure as to what the change represents but then the release of the phenomenon, decide for yourself what this experience means for you in terms of your ability to let go of fill in the blank issue once and for all, take as much yep. time as you need. When you've done this for yourself, that's when that arm will lower down. And I did that and we got this really cool and we got it on video too. So, you know, now it's internet rich. <laughs> the person's arm just ratcheted down at such a pace. It was almost too slow, but it's like, this is just right. And the whole way I'm sitting next to him going, that's right that's right. And Sean goes, that's really cool. I go, I learned that from you. And he goes, I've never seen it done that way before. And I go, ladies and gentlemen, a Jason Lynette original. <laughs> so right. we catch these moments where 
you know, as we go back and even revisit things that first time I got to hang out with Roy Hunter, someone yeah. who I mentioned it to, this is before I hosted him back in Virginia. Um, someone goes, how is he going to do two whole days on just parts therapy? I'm like, it's two days nerding out inside of one technique. I am in. Yeah. And like Deep this year, he's doing stuff. something on spiritual hypnosis. I the think, art right? of spiritual hypnosis. Yeah. Yeah. And, and his class is actually, his class is incredibly full. I was just looking yeah. at the numbers the other day and like, Roy's class, The Art of Spiritual Hypnosis, is going to be like full this year. It's going to be, it's going to be like exciting. I'm really excited. For we'll get class. extra speakers and let his sound overpower David Snyder. Yeah, good luck. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that, <laughs> I can say that because I, I think he's still like two miles We know who wins. Oh, was that? Yeah, I said that's an arms race that where we know the winner. Although when Sean Michael Andrews and I taught a class together, it was like in March, a bunch of years ago at the Orleans in Vegas where HypnoThoughts is. And next door, we had like some 50 year college reunion where they kept singing the oh. college fight song over and over. And Sean's wife, Stephanie, were like, let's send her first. She's nicer. <laughs> hey, could you all keep it down? We're teaching a class that then Sean goes over, then Dale, the video guy. And then finally, I'm the last one who goes oh, over there. Yeah the smallest of all of us. I don't know why I was the most threatening. And of course, whose class was it graduating? Roy Hunter. Was he in the room? It was his college graduation reunion. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, small community, which is where I spend my entire time at HypnoThoughts in Vegas, both during the pre, during the event and post, somehow assuming everyone there is there for the same conference, even though we somehow beat the same weekend of like either cheerleading or basketball competitions. Cheerleading basketball competitions. Uh, last year, it was a child beauty pageant yeah. during post-conference. That that didn't go well. We'll actually. make that another podcast episode sometime in the future. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. That was <laughs> Yeah, it's where, you know, at times up to a thousand people gathering and something I wanted to hear you chat about here is that there's something new this year. Uh, in addition to the first ever 1980s party at a hypnosis convention, yep. outside of the hypnosis conventions that did exist during the 1980s. Um, yeah, during the 80s, there were a lot of 80s parties. You get the first ever with that asterisk, so we'll leave that. But talk about the panels. Yeah, so uh, like I said, we really wanna bring in new voices. And so 20% of our presenters-ish every year are new presenters. And that was um, something we decided really early was let's create opportunities. And when we were going to bring in a new presenter, we said, look, we, if this person is going to be a new presenter, as long as they don't suck terribly, we want to give them two years. We want to give them time to like get their feet under them and let them feel safe and supported so that they get to find their voice because it takes time to find your voice. And it takes time to learn how to present to a group of hypnotists. It's a skill. And like everything, you do it through the you know, reps. Um, and, uh, Shelly Stockwell and Carm, uh, have been wonderful, wonderful supporters of HypnoFouse Live and me personally for a long time. And almost every year they pull me aside and give me their constructive criticisms and encouragement and feedback on what worked and what didn't and what they think. And they do it with no expectation that I'm going to implement all their stuff. It's just, it's wonderful and sincere. Uh, so they deserve a ton for, for, uh, just of my gratitude for that and probably a lot of other people's gratitude because they make the conference better. Um, and they came up to me, they said, you've got a lot of first time presenters and some of them need more support than you can give them this way. 
and it means that they're not getting a full enough room uh, to find their voice and find their audience. And so we talked it through and we came up with this really simple idea of a panel. So we'll get, uh, you know, what do we have, 15 panels, something like that? I don't even remember off the top of my head. It might be more than that. Um, but on each panel, there's three to five presenters, and one of them is a known presenter, somebody who, who's got experience in that space. And it could be more. It could be like three that have that experience, but it might, it, but it needs to be at least one. Um, and then there's new people on those panels. And, and some of them have been doing the work for a long time, but they're new presenters to our audience. And in doing things this way, a couple things happen. Number one, when you're looking at the schedule, you see the known name. You say, okay, Jason's also teaching on this. So, you know, worst case scenario, we're going to get Jason's thoughts on this. So it can't be all bad. I don't know who these other people are, hypothetically. It, so it means more people will go into that room and that person gets to find their audience. That new presenter gets to speak to more people. Uh, the other thing it does is it gives that new presenter uh, a safety net. They're not working on their own without a net. Now they have Jason or they have David Snyder or they have, you know, uh, uh, Melissa Tears or whoever it is that's a known name who's been to a million conferences, who if things start to get off the rails or if a person asks a weird question, they can step in and make sure everyone's getting value. And that means the new people get to watch and learn and work with and get a better relationship with established presenters. It means the audience is getting uh, better content. 23 panels, thank you. I'm guessing and that might be 16? Stephanie who's here. She didn't uh, click. There's a weird link on the live stream when we do this that shows who it is, but that is not showing. Is that here. Stephanie Skiba? It, it might be, I'm, I'm gonna guess. It probably, probably is. Is. If, if, if it's a fact about Hypnothos Live and it's right, it's Stephanie Skiba. If it's an opinion about Hypnothos Live and it's big picture and ambiguous, it's me. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and that's and that's how it goes. Yes, it's me. There we go. You got two Stephanies on this. If if uh, if Stephanie Patterson joins and uh, just bails out on Sean's class, then we've got all three. And uh, and then Captain and, and America she is first. this year teaching at Hypnothos Live once again, offering she, uh, the official title. We've renamed it uh, Conkobulism. That because that, anyone that else she, could create a thing called profound somnambulism, but conchobulism, I mean, conchobulism is going to fill a room. It just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's one way of describing what happens. But uh, no, what I appreciate about this is, you know, I go back to I was not the first hypno thoughts live. I believe was like in June. Yep. Yeah. And that was where I was kind of coming out of the stage hypnosis career. So it wasn't because I was like, I hate those guys. I'm not going. I just was already booked. Um, it's like the first time I met Robert Otto uh, was at an event in Virginia. And I'm like, hey, I would love to come to the IMDHA one day and speak at the expo. Though classically, in addition to seeing clients, you know, at the time I was stage hypnotist and that yep. used to be, well, that's actually not this weekend, but next weekend as we're recording yep. this, um, was the biggest weekend of when I would do programs. And Bob, Robert, reached over, shook my hand and goes, that's amazing to hear. I hope I never see you at my conference. That's Bob. Because That's Bob. Bob Which then I started speaking there. He's part of the reason we moved from Virginia down to Florida. Um, then, of course, I had a surgery rescheduled to be that week. And now I can't be there as it's now three miles down the road from my house. But uh, next yeah. year. <laughs> no, but my first year, my first year was year two. And suddenly, like last minute, it's Cheryl and Larry. It's the Elmans going, hey, we're doing a Dave Elman 
you know, panel. panel. And I, yeah, I'd I spoken other places before where like, here, let me put together my routine. Let me organize my 50 minutes and get my slides. And suddenly, you know, it was down the row and I'll see if I can remember the names of Teresa Van Zeller. It was Roy Hunter, Seth Deborah Roth. It was um, sitting between uh, Larry and uh, Sean Michael Andrews, Michael Elner's there. And yep. being able to share that platform uh, was yeah, and like think about think about that list of names, and you're like, wait, all of them were sharing their thoughts on one topic for an hour or two. Like that's yeah. that's crazy. We don't get that in life, and that when you talk about legacy, like one of the things I'm most proud of with Hypno Thoughts Live is that we've created an environment for those conversations to occur. And like walking, like everyone says, you know, the real learning happens in the halls in between classes. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um, but you look at these pockets where like conversations are happening, like there's these cross pollinations and you're like, wow, you've got Steve G. Jones uh, and Richard Barker and Michael Elner and, uh, uh, Stephanie Conkle, like you get this group and they're all chatting and you're like, wow, like what are they talking about? You get Teresa Percival's coming in or whoever it is. And you're just watching that conversation. And then you see one of my favorite things, which is the other person who's respectfully nobody like just they're just new attendee, don't know what's going on. And they're just standing there just drinking from a fire hose of taking in all these disagree like wonderfully respectful disagreements and conversations and they're just sitting there getting an amount of content that they don't know how to handle and you're just watching their career be changed just through osmosis and i mm. love those moments that was my biggest takeaway from michael elner uh, where he talked about he goes i was welcomed into the room it was like my first time coming to a conference and suddenly i'm like you know, in a room on the 10th floor of this hotel and suddenly here's all these people and like, these are the godfathers of the time. And as he puts yeah. it, they're all there making fun of Charles Tebbets. Right. It's like, they're like giving him hell. It's like, he actually believes people have these parts inside of them. And like, how dare we say such a thing? But he goes, that was the friendship. That was part of that world of finding out. I, I have since, uh, I've not claimed your quote, but I've modified it slightly. I've learned from people who have different ways of, of achieving the common sh shared goal. I, I appreciate your unwillingness to just quote me. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's where it's part of why. Couldn't just, like, couldn't that's, just put a dash in my name, huh? Yeah, right, exactly. Um, well, here's what Scott said, but here's how to say it better. Yeah. No, but I, it's, it's right there is part of the reason why Richard Nongard and I do a number of projects together yeah. now. And we have learned there's at times a bit of an Oscar and Felix dynamic there. You can guess which one's which and how yes. there's certain topics that we just cannot teach live together. I bet that's true. Oh, yeah. Nongard like, and I, I think, can teach everything live together. I think Nongard and I are Do You want to one-up me here? You really want to? Wow. No. Wow. I, hey, hey, you <laughs> know, no, but it's at the end of the day, like we said, agree. We, we reach the common. Well, it's a, it's a whole other longer story. There's a technical way to release information on the web. And I'm like, just do this one, you get it faster. And he's like, use this, this, and that. And I'm like, I know, but that's a lot of pieces to put together. And he's right, but so am I. 
So now like when he and I do the train the trainer, it's like, so we both made you videos you can watch on your own. <laughs> so otherwise we go a week and we don't talk. Well, there's this is an the interesting piece. Like my relationship with you and my relationship with non-guard. This is only about me. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So my first interaction with you was bad. My first interaction with non-guard was slightly less bad, but a little bit more confrontational. Um, and uh, there's a couple other hypnotists where that's the case, where my first interaction with them wasn't good. But as soon as we connected and talked about it, it immediately resolved and turned into two of my closest friendships in the industry. And I think that's one of the important things to talk about because we all have like our quote unquote way of doing things, or we all have like our models or philosophies or mentors or whatever. And sometimes just like, like just skills and priorities in work, right? Like not even about hypnosis, but just about like how we do our jobs and how we show up in the world. And sometimes there's friction in those. And, and it's really cool to see how often, like my experience that I just said, we're like, you and I got off on the wrong foot. Yeah. And, and then we fixed it and we've talked about that publicly and whatever, it's not interesting for right now, but then we fix it. And then it was awesome. Non-guard uh, was like, I, I was like, who is this asshole? And uh, so I called him and I was like, or emailed him. I was like, Can I do a asshole? thing real quick? Um, hey Lee, in the edits, make sure the, uh, the writers for the show notes pull that, um, quote that Scott just said is the actual feature quote for the show notes. Just got non-guard yep. was a, never mind. Sorry. Keep going, Scott. That's the one to use. Yeah. Well, no, I email him like, why are you being this way? <laughs> don't, don't do that. And, uh, <laughs> and he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Called him. We talked it through and it was his ex-wife was still technically working for him at the time. And she was doing stuff on his behalf on the internet that was, uh, intentionally just violating a whole bunch of policies for hypno thoughts. And he had no idea what was happening. And, and so then we talked about it. We had this great laugh about it. And, uh, and we've been friends about that ever since. And there's a ton of people where that's how things start. And then it turns off, uh, turns out to be fantastic. And so all that to say, go find those opportunities and somebody you dislike, go take their class at HypnoThoughts Live. It's free. You're already there. Go actually give them an opportunity and then you'll understand why they're doing it that way. Not to change your mind, I was but about to, to say, appreciate are you, them better. Are you now telling me I need to offend more people to get a few more spots in my post-conference? Controversy-based marketing. I learned it from Wendy Friesen. Wow. Fantastic. Pre previous guest on the program. Fantastic episode. Yeah, Wendy. Uh, hey, before there. we wrap up, like here's something you and I have never talked about personally or even on this platform, uh, which is I've got a whole long sleight of mouth loop that basically presents the case that and of course, it begins with the dialogue about the book and the movie Bucket List, the fact that okay. um, Bucket List did not exist as a term until the book showed up. And it's this right. rare occurrence that a movie that didn't do so well, despite an incredible cast, yes. created this impact upon culture where the impact of the term took off more than the thing itself. Yes. Which is my whole way of basically explaining why if you choose to believe imposter syndrome exists... You put yourself in a collection of people who are convincing themselves that they can't, they're not good enough. If you choose to believe that instead it's a made up term because someone at one point had to put the words together. And really what it comes around to is this classic arc of unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, conscious competence, you know, of where 
like you said, getting in the reps, that really yeah. it comes back to, I don't yet have the confidence because I haven't done this. Um, you, let's go off in three tangents before I get to my question, by the way. Um, you were an inspiration to me at one point because I was the one doing so many pre-produced videos, record, release, record, release. And I watched you just doing live streams and it's where that's been my prominent way of doing stuff in the last couple of years because I can't stop and edit it. And even right. right now, as you and I are speaking, I've got my video editor taking a 31 minute live stream from last week and her task is, I'm like, if you can get it down to 12 minutes, I'll pay a bonus. <laughs> so it's this topic of when we hold ourselves back, when we feel like we're not there yet. And that's a dialogue that over the years, uh, there have been times, not frequently, where I've been like, hey, here's this person that you don't know. They're putting in a presentation. I know I don't you know, have the say to do this, but just take a look at them. They're phenomenal. And then even without that, there's people who are in these, you know, the not yet ready phase. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious if inside of your story, there's been some of those moments yourself of, I'm not where I ought to be right now. I don't think I have the authority yet to do this. For sure. A lot yeah. of times. Um, I remember. Because it's easy. It's the, easy. The, the frame to this is it's easy to look now and go, okay. So at one point, your quote, how old are you? I'm the Doogie Hauser of this. Okay. I'm, yeah. It, that was. Okay. So when I started this, I was 18. The first time I spoke at a hypnosis conference, I was 19 years old. And I have a young face. I'm in my mid 40s now. And I still look relatively young for that. When I was 19, I looked 11. And uh, I was earning the right to speak by online forums where you just saw my words. And they're like, oh, this guy knows what he's doing. He's doing the work and he's seeing clients. And that's very cool. Let's let him come speak at our conference. Oh my gosh, what, like, where is this kid's parents? And I've been at conferences where people asked if I was the child of a presenter. That's happened to me. Uh, it happened actually the year that Robert Otto bought the IMDHA from Ann Spencer. I was on the board of directors of the IMDHA at the time. Ann Spencer had put me on the board in her final year. And she said, I want you to be one of the bridge people when Robert takes it over. And I knew before other people. Um, and I learned a lot there. It was really great. Uh, but uh, either Robert or Ann, I don't even remember which ones. They said, we want you at our family table when we announce this. So you're gonna be at this table. I was like, great. So I'm sitting there and Robert Otto's kids, uh, who I now know, um, it was Krista and I forget his son's name. It might actually yeah. be Bob. Um, they say to me, they're like, oh, who are your parents? And I'm like, Kay and Steve. And they're like, oh, are they here? And I was like, oh no, they're in California. I'm, I'm here by my damn self. <laughs> and, uh, and so there was a ton of moments. Like I remember, uh, and I, I mean this super nicely, Dick Sutphin walked all over me and just like, like looked right through me and did not care at all because I hadn't earned anybody's respect yet. I had, you got, that's, that requires an earning. And, and he hadn't given me a chance yet and it turned out to be great. But like in that moment, I remember him just full on big timing me in the room where I was about to present. And he was like, he was like, look, I'll do whatever I want. The presenter is not even here. I was like, no, I'm, I'm the presenter. And he was like, and he looked at me like, what are you going to talk about as a kid uh, about this topic? Because I was talking about medical hypnosis. And there were so many, so many, so many moments early in my career where I was 
like seriously 19 years old. I was 18 going to the conferences and 19 speaking at them. And I couldn't go to the after hours events. Like there would be a thing at a bar and they're like, and I was having a soda. And like, there were all these moments where I was like in my room being isolated. And that, that's really a big part of why we make HypnoThoughts Live fun uh, is, is to create opportunities for the young up and comers who are intimidated. Oh, in IMDHA five or six years ago, I won't embarrass her by saying her name because she would be embarrassed if I said her name, but I was sitting with uh, you and the uh, Elmans and Sheila Granger and somebody else. And we were sitting there having lunch and one of my students comes and sits at the bar over there. And I was like, oh, she's gonna come over. You guys are gonna love her. She's so much fun. And so I go over there and she was like, I can't, I can't do it. Like that table is full of all the people I look up to and I'm just not ready to even be at that table. And I was like, please come over and join us. And she was on the verge of tears. She's just like, I don't feel ready to talk to those people. It's too big a leap. And I said, just come listen. Like you don't have to say anything. No one's gonna like make you uncomfortable. We just want you to feel welcome. And she said, can I come over in a little bit? And she had to like build herself up to it. And she did and it was wonderful. But yeah, those moments where you see those icons, those luminaries. And so if I can get them to dress up in stupid outfits, um, <laughs> then maybe, maybe we, we bring them down to an accessible level for all of us and we can realize we're all having fun. Nice, nice. Yeah, and it's not for the intention of how to become the next speaker though, you know, inside of anybody who actively sees clients, there's something that can be shared. And yeah. like doing this podcast, the the guilty pleasure for me is when I see someone who's doing something and I then send the invite over, getting the feedback of, well, why me? Well, no, I'm not yet ready for that. I'm like, no, because I saw you talk about this and I want to have a whole yeah. conversation with you about it. And there just will happen to be a couple of like, you know, tens of thousands of people who will listen to it over the next month. Right. Well, I mean, that's that's how I got into all the stuff with the IMDHA was Jim Duncan, um, who is a fantastic human being, uh, said, we want you to be in the IMDHA mentor program. And I was like, yes, please. Oh, my gosh. I am looking for a mentor. I really would love to talk to someone about medical hypnosis and mentor me in this. And he was like, no, we actually want you to be one of the mentors. And I was like, no, 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 no. I am not ready for that. I need a mentor. And they said, no, we'll take care of that too, but only if you agree to be a mentor. And I said, I wasn't sure. And he and Michael Elner um, and Linda Otto um, physically grabbed me, put me in a room and they said, you're going to be one of our mentors and you're just, you're doing this. Um, and, uh, and I didn't feel ready for it at all. And I, I, I had to step into that. Then um, it was because Jim and Michael really, really pushed me on it. So would you say, if we had to like pull a strategy out of it, perhaps, is it a shift in mindset? Is it the, let me figure this thing out as I go? Is it, you know, well, these people clearly believe in me, so let me borrow some of that confidence from them. Like if you can kind of encapsulate what the advice would be who's someone who is kind of on that edge of, and I see this too, there's so many people who would come to a conference and just kind of still keep to themselves, hide in the room, um, and not just because they were underage and couldn't go to the 80s party or... Right. They were six right. years old in the 80s. Um, what, what advice would you give on that person who's kind of holding back from like the, the story? And I remember that. Um, 
you know, Daytona that time as to yep. even afraid just to open up the conversation. Yeah, you got to, I think the easiest way to do it for me and, and other people will, will be different about this. I don't like the fake it till you make it philosophy. Yeah. Um, I just, I understand where there's merit to it and there's value to it. And there's some people who pull it off. I just, it doesn't resonate with me. Um, and I'm, I'm happy that other people can do it. But for me, I, it's, it's about relationships. And, uh, so finding the people that you feel comfortable enough approaching and start talking with them and, and watch how your conversation fits with them and ask them questions and, and just let that, like that pocket of that comfort zone of who you're comfortable speaking with get a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger and then get that opportunity to get on a stage, especially um, with conferences like ours that have a panel where it's, it's a smaller step for you. It's that incremental step where you can get that feedback. Um, I think it's really important for us to hear each other's compliments and not just our feedback and criticisms. And, I, and it's easy to hear the criticisms. It's easy to dwell on the negative, um, especially on the internet. But when you're early to seek out people that you feel are safe and are, are sincere in their wanting to give back, and just start getting advice. I'm a huge fan of asking for advice. One of the one of the best assets I have in my career is my willingness to just go ask for help and go talk to people and say, "How do you do this? How do you do this?" Like when I when I was building out the clinic, I said, "Jason, I know how to build referrals for me, and I know how to build a, a very busy private practice." But now I've got twelve or fourteen, whatever number it was at the time. Uh, hypnotherapists and coaches. I had an acupuncturist working for me. And I was like, I need your help with the digital systems um, to create funnels and email campaigns because I need that help. Um, and, and you did, and it's great. But bring it back to the people who are early and are looking for it. I would say, look for the people who will pay it forward to you because most of the best people in our industry want to do that and get on a panel at HypnoThoughts Live. Like, just come tell us, like genuinely come up to me and say, I have this as a goal. I don't know what I wanna do or how I wanna do it. One of our presenters this year on a panel, I met her last year. She it was like one of, one of the first conferences she's ever even been to. She's pretty new in her career. And she says, I have a goal of being a presenter at conferences. I wanna do this. Um, and so I said, great, let's put you on a panel and we'll help you find your voice. And she's doing that. And I won't say her name either, uh, you know, out of respect I'm for her. I'm 100% certain she's here right now, but we still won't say the name. She, she, she absolutely might be. Um, <laughs> but like she and I talked that night um, at uh, the pool party that had to go inside because of a, a lightning storm. Um, and then we went in and we talked. And the next day I walked up to her and I said her name and I said, hey, we were talking about this last night. I want to do this. And she's like, wait, you were serious about that? You remember me? We were just talking. And I was like, that's what hypnosis is. is. All we're doing is just talking with intent. So let's just keep talking with it with good intentions and uh, let's get you in a position to win. And if you're one of those people who's looking to take those next steps, just find the easiest next step. But like, don't get, you don't have to go crazy. Let's just find the easiest next step and let's just move you through the process towards your desired outcomes. A quick share, and then we'll make sure everybody knows where to go, but we're going to surround yeah. this episode with links to the conference and all that good stuff. Um, there's two moments 
professionally where I got upset because I heard someone else say something that I had said for years and they said it better. Um, one of them, Anthony Jacqueline, uh, <laughs> for years of like compliance precedes suggestibility. You know, you need someone following a set of instructions before you can then lead to suggestions. They need to follow your steps before you can lead to the next one from there. Then came Anthony, reality is plastic. Basically just know the difference between instructions and suggestions. I'm like, that's the same thing I've said. You just said it better. With a squirt gun logo. Made you sound magical. And just the man can rock a hat. I have the hair that's left is vertical and just, I, I don't, not he, a hat person. Good in a hat. He, he pulls that thing off. He, I would look he really does. For a second, yeah. I thought you were telling me that I looked good in a hat, but then you validated that he looks better in a hat. He does. Let's, let's I mean, come going. on. We're all and friends here. Two, he two friends of mine in a, in a different industry and like the welcome video of one of their online programs that they run, all they said was, before we dive in, I want you to just ask yourself, what's different between you and the success stories that you looked at that perhaps inspired you to join this program? And what would happen differently if you went into this program thinking to yourself, I'm gonna be the next successful story? Not, not for the sake of being another testimonial for us, though we'd love that, of course, Instead, what would have to happen differently on your side to become that not next rock star student who just takes all of this and puts it into motion? And I'm like, you just said in three sentences what it takes me five minutes to get to it. So I'm like, so here's what my friends say, which related to what you said, it's asking quality questions. It's not, I've heard of you, you're important. Not that I think people would say that in this community. Uh, it's instead, you know, first time I met Melissa, it was, hey, before I came to this event, I read your book because one, this is the weekend after we're back from our honeymoon and we already have tickets for Wanda Sykes tonight, so I'm leaving early today. To which she goes, oh, where, what time is it? Are the tickets available? I'm like, she's trying to come with us? <laughs> which knowing now, should have bought the ticket extra. Should have bought um, our own ticket. Did I tell you that we won't say who it is, but it's Karen Gray who uh, found out at a convention one time that uh, Melissa needed a ride from like the Boston area to New York. And they volunteered to go, oh, we can give you a ride. And it's like only like halfway through the drive that they realize that Karen lives up in either Vermont or New Hampshire. Right. And it's like not even close. Not even close. Yeah. It's the opposite direction. But it's like we yeah. get to hang out with her for a couple of hours. Yeah. We got the week free. Let's do this. And right. then stayed longer. No, but back to, you know, this preparation of asking quality questions where I knew that my time, first time meeting Melissa, this had to have been like 2008 was going to be shorter because I couldn't be there the entire time. Right. Yet I read the book in advance and I came in with very specific questions that I wanted to learn. And it wasn't for the sake of going, let me show how. Well, we had someone at an online event a while ago that um, during a break, I sent a private message to go, I don't know if this is maybe an English as a second language thing. Mm. I don't know if... I'm reading this incorrectly, but anytime I teach something, you're in the chat calling out other references here. Is this you wanting to share or is this you wanting to showcase your knowledge? Do you mind if I ask you that question? And he goes, I'm now realizing why I was doing it and I'll stop and thank you. I needed to hear that. I'm like, oh, we just got a breakthrough. But it, it's yeah, not that's for the a sake teachable of moment. Well, yeah. And it's something that, you know, in some of the programs that I do now, there's an intention around this, which is I'll give you as much access as you want. However, back to Ron Esslinger, <laughs> what videos have you watched of mine first? What have you looked at inside of the books I gave you? 
and he'll run someone through a series of steps. So basically at the end of the day, and we'll link to this in the show notes, I did a whole podcast episode on how to be a good student. And oh, wow. yeah, and, and it's all about taking ownership of where we are in our journey. And, you know, there are times, and this is part of the sales strategy I teach now, and it's not meant to be a sales strategy, but it's an incredible one which is don't have that conversation with someone who's not yet qualified to make the decision. Yes. You know what? It sounds like you're still, I do this, I did this originally with clients. It sounds like you're still in that very early research phase and respectfully you're asking some questions that people would have normally figured out by the time we got to this chat. So um, steal this, Scott. Bam fam. Bam fam. Book a meeting from a meeting. Ah. So you know what? I've got a video that's going to answer a lot of the questions you're asking. And how about I call you like Wednesday around the same time, just because I think we'll have a much better conversation at that point. And I right. exit, let them elevate their knowledge on their own, then regroup. Yet it's not for the sake of, to say it politely, <laughs> um, you'd appreciate this anecdote, uh, Penn and Teller in their match. By the way, do you notice Jason and Mai's ability to like like tangent ourselves. You're like, oh, thanks for bringing that up myself. That reminds me of another point. Like Penn and Teller do a magic act where they reveal how the classic cups and balls routine works. I've seen this one. I know and exactly they do it about. with clear cups. Clear plastic cups. But the whole thing is, and it's if you don't know the routine, it begins with three cups that usually you can't see through and three balls. And, you know, like you do. And throughout the magic routine, the balls are magically disappearing and reappearing under the cups. And at the end of it, they tip the cups back and there's like a giant lemon under each cup. Yep. And they go, magicians hate when magic is revealed. So they did a performance of this. And this is now one of their signature bits where they did the entire act with clear plastic cups. So you can theoretically see the entire thing, but it proves the fact that the misdirection is so good. You can't keep up with it. Yeah. So it's like, let's use someone you just referenced, walking up to Ken Guzzo and in like one sentence asking, yeah, but how do you get someone to quit smoking? And there's a reason he does that in four days. Uh, <laughs> there's a reason why I have either the best or the worst um, product in the hypnosis industry, which is just here's hypnotic workers. Here's all of my chain stuff because I can't compartmentalize. It's like, here's right. the stuff in the toolbox. And then here's the segments where we teach how to individualized to the person. It, it's an everything offer. And everything offers can be confusing. And you know, without ego, if I went, here's my anxiety program and launched it, people would buy. Yet I go back to that pen and teller moment as to, well, how do you do the cups and balls? How does that work? And when they showed you it was overload. Yes. And and couldn't follow it. So that sort of foot in the door to open up these, I'll use a business term, but I'll use it towards what we do in terms of our client sessions, you know, to scale up that sort of educational level kind of yep. begins with taking that ownership of where we are right now and showing that ability that I think at the end of the day, the phrase is showing that we're coachable. Being coachable is, is hugely important. And when you show a person, if you're one of those new people, if you show that you're coachable, if you show that you're sincere in your desire to learn and like integrate and execute, and not just like get into some like, well, I studied with this person and I know this or check out how awesome I am or, oh, I already knew that. We don't want that. But if you can show that you are coachable, just about every hypnotist got into this because they want to help people and make a difference. 
And if they think they can scale their legacy, going back and I'll, I'll close the loop. Um, like when we're talking about legacy, if a new hypnotist, a relatively new hypnotist comes up to me and says, hey, I've seen stuff about you or whatever. I want to ask you these questions. That's a huge opportunity for me, for my legacy, for my ability to help them help more people. And I can say the best use of my time in this next 20 minutes is giving that person everything I can so that they can help more human beings. And then I'm going to sincerely do that. And I don't think that makes me special. I, I think that makes me uh, a pretty good representation of what most of the presenters at HypnoThoughts Live are. There are some that are going to say, well, you got to sign up for my thing if you care. Or they're going to try to you know, convert you into something. But almost all of them, really, really, almost all of them are going to say, I want to help you. And they're going to, they're going to provide value. And if they have stuff, if they have books, if they have DVDs, if they have online classes, okay. Um, and they'll let you know about that. But more importantly, they're going to want to provide value to you right now because they're made out of the same stuff you are. They're made out of the same desires to help. They're at a different like chapter in the story, but it's the same character. It's the same story. It's the same, I want to help. And the more we recognize that, the easier it is for us to be coachable. And everyone starts at that point in some point in their journey too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, htlive.net. What can they look for? What should they look forward to? And I'll let you have the last words here on uh, final invite. htlive.net. We just added um, our full, uh, uh, oh man, I just forgot the name of what we just did. A whole catalog. There it is. That's a hard word. It's French. Um, if it doesn't come from the catalog, uh, we didn't France, pronounce the, uh, UE at the end, but I, it's yeah, so it's good. Good. yeah. If, if it doesn't come from the catalog region of France, it's just a sparkling list. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we just put out the catalog so you can see the bios and the descriptions of all of our talks. Um, we're, we're about to do an update on the uh, schedule because that gets, it's a little bit of a moving target. Uh, you can see every pre-conference, every post-conference. There's a link to buy the recording of every single session from every single HypnoThoughts Live in the past. So you could just go find, like we have hours and hours and hours of Michael Elner teaching and you can just go buy it for a couple dollars. And that's insanity. We have uh, you know, all those kinds of things that are all there on that site. Uh, htlive.net is the place to sign up. Oh, and there's a registration code for the hotel. Uh, you guys should take advantage of our room block. We have run out many times in the past and our room rates are crazy good. We really negotiate that down for you guys because we want you to be able to come even if you're on a budget. Jason Lynette here once again. And as always, thank you so much for interacting with this program, sharing your feedback online, as well as introducing other people to this program that we've now done for going on almost eight years at this point. And I tell you, one of these days it's going to catch on. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, so uh, first of all, head over to worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash Vegas 2022. That's where you can check out the ICBCH certification that Richard Nongard and I are doing pre-conference at HypnoThoughts Live in Las Vegas, as well as the post-conference Content is King that's happening after the event. And yes, you could go over to htlive.net and register for the convention there, but hey, who takes care of you? 
because when you complete the registration and confirm your spot for either the pre or the post that I'm doing over on that Vegas 2022 page, when you do it that way, the thank you page, this is your reward for listening all the way to the end, the thank you page actually gives you a private link to register for the HypnoThoughts Live convention at a substantially discounted rate that you cannot find publicly. Boom. That just happened. So yes, check out the details at htlive.net to see what's happening during the convention, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the final weekend in July in Las Vegas. Though actually your first step ought to be worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash Vegas 2022. Pick one, pick both. Side note, um, we weren't planning on this, uh, but if you're interested in doing both, the ICBCH pre and the content is king post, uh, pop me an email over to jason at worksmarthypnosis.com and uh, let me know and uh, we'll make that uh, a whole lot easier for you. Wink, are you picking up what I'm putting down? All right, thanks for listening and we'll see you in Vegas. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com. <laughs>